We're going to start today's podcast with some ASMR Dorito eating because I haven't had any food. You are listening to The Learning Factory Transfer Deadline Special, brought to you by our sponsor, Marking Procrastination. Why do today what you could do tomorrow? This isn't the fucking Super Bowl. This is the Learning Factory Transfer Deadline Day. Welcome to the studio. Joined by a very special guest, Jesse Donnelly. What's <clears throat> happening in the world of transfers today, Jesse? I tell you what, David, it's, uh, it's been a very, very busy time at the moment. Um, I've got, I got stories coming in across the desk uh, uh, for the last 48 hours or so. Um, so it'll just spend a little bit of time, I guess, unpacking all that, what that means, um, some of the reasons, be, and reasons behind some of those decisions. Um, some, yes, very understandable. And some, I, I must say, I had to just go and double check the source when they gave me that information because I couldn't believe uh, some of the some of those early transfers that have come across. Crikey, that sounds like an absolutely jam-packed show today. But before that, we're going to hear from our sponsors, Marking and Procrastination. Now, you've got a lot of stuff coming up. It's nearly the Christmas break, but why do today what you could do tomorrow? That's why we're sponsored by Marking and Procrastination, brought to you tomorrow. Exactly. Perfect. So, uh, first up on the list, we've got the uh, some movers and shakers in the market this year. There's a lot of people on the move. A lot of people on the move post COVID. A lot of people stayed put. It a lot is. of people unhappily, maybe, but stick sticking with things. And now things are clearing up. Everyone's double vaxxed, doubly sure to be sure to be sure. What's happening? Well, it it is it is a bit like that, Dave. But you've got a there's some new rules have come in in. Uh, for, for some of the domestic leagues with their mm. transfer requirements. And you've got the massive, uh, massive league, you know, where you've got seven, eight divisions in China where they're basically restricting their, their transfers and acquisitions to players already within China. And that's, that's causing, I guess, a bit of a, uh, an anomaly Within the within the transfer market, because you've got these multiple factors of of a go home factor for the pandemic for these people there that can't leave and they want to get out, you can't get any any newbies in, so it's sort of a vacuum that's beginning to to suffer itself. And you've got basically you've got people that were playing, you know, village football, and mm. and then now lining up for for Div One Div One schools. Yeah, sources sources close to the to the podcast. Uh, name name one young Irishman who's being promoted, uh, possibly above above what he'd be ready for. But who knows what's going to happen there? He he could be up to the challenge. Who knows? Well, he, he's a classic one where you know he's come out of junior B and he's gone straight into the county team. On that note, we have we have this young man coming in from Ireland. Not me, by the way. Uh, my playing days are behind me. My transfer days are behind me. But. We, we were lucky enough to catch a glimpse of, of, of him as, as he was exiting the training ground after the medical. And he, uh, he was able to give us uh, a few words about his up-and-coming transfer to what is potentially a, a Premier League side in China. You know, I've enjoyed four great years at SSFLS. And it's always bittersweet to be moving on. I have a lot of love for the gaffer, all the lads. 
and all the fans out in Suzhou and Science and Technology Town. It's never an easy decision to make a move, but this was an opportunity I just couldn't turn down. SSIS is a great club and they're always there or thereabouts at the top of the league. I'm delighted to be able to make a move to the top division and join some elite players without leaving Suzhou. I'm very excited to see what's to come in the next year and I'm sure we're going to be challenging right there at the top of the table again. So there's a lot to look forward to. Thanks, lads. I think that'll be a, that, that'll be a good move for him. Um, I think I can see... It's definitely a move where he's going to get more out of out of uh, that experience than the team might get out. Mm. Great to see, uh, great to see young men getting into that uh, that particular position. Not traditionally a male dominated position. Early years education, but shaking it up. Yeah, shaking that's it up. right. That's right. Good luck to the so, young man. Yes, game changer. Let's hold. Let's hope those hamstrings hold out for the year. Another massive. Uh, massive news that came across and this was one of the, the earlier trades that went through was um, Buffo, to the well known to the podcast uh, traded from uh, SSIS to BASIS for an undisclosed fee mm. uh, and it's uh, he's, he's going in as, a, as I would say probably a, a key position player Going in as now, I've got it here. I've just got to flick back through my uh, through my notes here. It's been frantic. Uh, it's been frantic today. I, it is. I, it I don't is, know how you're keeping is. notes. Uh, elementary engineering teacher. Right. Uh, I think they're clearly going with a new formation. Uh, yeah, yeah. And they've got a new position in there. Pulling titles out of their ass. Yeah. Yeah. With that, now smart move. You've got he's going from a a premiership club. To what's what's seen as you know a division one team possibly, but, but that, could, that could be seen as a bad move on my part. I don't know. Coming in here fresh, what do you think? But I think just watching the form of these two these two uh, locations, he might be getting them on the bounce. Where we might see a switch, uh, a, a bit of promotion relegation action happening, and uh, it, it may prove to be a very smart move. So you think the the Venice of China is going the way of Manchester United in the Premier League? They're 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 on the decline, looking for managers out, and and this this BASIS are, are sort of a, an up and coming Sheffield Wednesday type outfit. Is that what we're saying? Well, I wouldn't say they're up and coming Sheffield Wednesday type outfit. I think uh, I don't know what's a Sheffield a, a school that was. A school a school that was once great and never found its former glory. So no, I wouldn't say they're a Sheffield Wednesday. Um, you know, I guess they're a. Uh, you can put them with that. You can put them with a bit of a Leeds as well, where they sort of went jump, 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 came up. But the other, the other one's more of a concern, I guess, about about going down. Where you know, sometimes you have these big clubs, and sometimes you know they they flirt around the relegation. Sometimes they drop. Sometimes they don't. So let's yeah. just keep an eye on that because that may have an impact on uh, future transfers that are happening. Right up until the, the window closes by early December, we will know all those players that are on the market. Well, that's it. It's, it's, we're, we're measuring the deadline now in days, not weeks. So it's, it's, it's huge. So in this strong domestic league here in, in China, who are the big... Yeah. Who are, who, this, who are the top four sort of Champions League playoff places going to in this big domestic league? Who are the big ones you're looking at this season? Well, I, I guess the ones to watch for me this year, you've got SAS. Shanghai American, 
Yeah. Uh, always strong felt, you know. Clocky, clocky Yanks, yeah. Uh, Web. A lot of money behind SAS. Web, yeah. The traditional, the traditional sort of kings of the castle yes. there. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not bought in money. It's just, it's, it's a, a club that's been built up over, over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, I'm going to say one of the other ones that I guess is, is big to watch. And this is one that I would say is, it's, it's not, it's often seen as the underdog, but it's, it's a crowd favorite. And that's Nanjing International. Yeah, I got a soft spot for NAS, especially with the design department there. Very strong facilities. Yeah. Very cool place to be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I guess I guess they're a bit like, if you wanted to put it into uh, the uh, Premier League term, they're a bit like your Everton, right? They're, you know, they've always been there, never quite won much, but they're always they're always in the top half. Not setting the world on fire, just, just steady eddies. I like it. I've got a hot tip this year about Swiss down in Shenzhen. Apparently very Ooh, good. Some, yes. good. some good talent has been exported, so their academy system is outstanding. And if you like a little trip across to Hong Kong while it's still there, um, you, you might want to you might want to get involved in that. All the money of China, but uh, none of the rent of Hong Kong. There you go. Yes, and and also if you're if you're someone that's looking for maybe you don't want to be in you know the the pressures of a of a top flight, but you want to you want to be in a in an environment where you learn an absolute mountain. Um, I, I would be looking for a transfer to Daystar Academy. The manager they've got in there, Dan Williams, amazing manager, and what he can teach, mm. what he teaches his players there is, you know, very strong. Amazing. Very strong local program there, bringing in the yes. best of both worlds. Yeah, yeah, good, yeah. good director of football there. Excellent stuff. Can't kick a ball out of his own way, but yeah, 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 good, good up and coming setup. Yes, there. I've got a couple of value targets here. I'll just go through a few of them. Uh, we got a um, we got uh, Linda Buchanan, uh, good value there. Uh, English English B teacher there. Uh, it's been around the traps for a little bit. Um, I think she's on the market. That'll be it'll be good value. Dolores Hallinan, drama teacher. You know, drama theatre studies. Nice. Some would say has pretend. Has, some would say has pretended to do a lot, but she would say, well, that's my fucking job. Hey, hot tips coming in here, folks. Okay, uh, we've got a science, uh, middle school science, uh, uh, Jeff Fixter. Uh, he's out of uh, Victoria originally, but been on the international scene for a while. Um, I look, I would look at him if you've got a, a young, young group and you want some guidance coming in. Um, great value there with. With old uh, fixer upper, as as we call him, wise old um, hand centre mid, just picking balls right. out, not moving much, just picking balls out from the middle. Yeah, like it. Yeah, uh, maths teacher Dale Weatherspoon. Like the pub, but not spelt the same. That's right. I don't know much about Dale, uh, but his his name's popped up on on a few uh, a few groups that I'm. Uh, just tracking to see what's going on. If you if you're in a location uh, where you're thinking I need a Spanish mathematics combination, Hernan Ortega. That's that's quite the combination, to be fair. Value value there. Those little niche niche players coming out of South America. Yeah, yeah, those little niche yeah players. the only thing that might stop 
the the only thing that might stop Conan Ortega going to to anywhere, I guess, is uh, he's coming out of uh, South America with a Bolivian passport, uh, so it might be difficult for some places. But I'm not sure. I'm not. I don't work for people. What do they call it? Embassies. They're called governments. Embassies. That's the word. <laughs> this is why we do a podcast. This is not why we're politicians. Yeah, I like that. Um, you get those little niche players. Like you might have a Mandarin teacher who, who can also do art. So if you've got three hours of Mandarin yep. and six hours of art on your timetable, APs all around now, the world, I've, trying to put squads together for next year. That's right. I have pulled out a couple of this. This uh, I've got my my value tag. I guess my design value target here. Mm-hmm. John T. Montgomery, graphic design out of Pretoria. Uh, heard some rumblings down there at the bottom of the continent. And uh, it looks like Jonty's decided to make the move. Uh, mm-hmm. And yes, I think if you if you're in an environment where you find it easy to get a South African a visa, go for it. Oh, um, hey, tell him, tell him, hit me up. Come on, as long as he's willing to work for free, because my school aren't willing to pay for a teacher. Go for it. <laughs> Uh, I've got a couple of uh, hot takes coming in uh, fresh on the market in, in, in my little circle here. We've got one very special Neko Kwasa of, of, of Learning Factory fame. Graphic design background, but resistant material specialist. That doesn't come along too often. And you, I, th- I believe you've got another chippy on the, on the books there as well. I do. I do. Now, this, this, this is a big target. Uh, Elliot Seacom. Out mm-hmm. of... Uh, Waikato in New Zealand originally started as a teacher, left teaching, became a chippy, okay, and then has gone back into teaching and is now uh, on the international scene. So definitely, you've got someone that's got that pedagogical, you know, knowledge, but they've also got industry experience. And fuck you, George Bernard Shaw. Yeah, it'd be great, 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 great. Lovely, lovely acquisition, I guess. But the only thing that may scare off some potential suitors, maybe the asking price. Yeah, big money, big money for big experience. So, well, well, you know, he's got five kids. Ah, the different kind of experience he has. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The man can do can do a whole reporting cycle with four hours sleep. Um, so that's right. We've also got I got a couple of uh, unusual moves. We've got a guy moving. Off the Asian international circuit, which is the classic market, the classic market, and looking to move to the eastern seaboard of the USA to an international MYP school. Now that's like Ooh. that's like taking that's like taking Gaelic football to Antarctica. That's that's going to be a challenge. So if anybody's got a, a PE position, physical health education for a, a, one certain Darren Harp. He's a, he's a quality guy. We're, we're sickened to let him go, but he's just got to go back. He's got to get things set up for him and the wife. So eastern seaboard of the U.S., basically, anywhere from Newfoundland to Cuba, he'll take it. Jump on it, just like Jesse jumped on that mosquito. Oh, like a fucking pterodactyl just came in on me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's our little uh, yeah. plug for, for, for a lot of hot players coming up through the academy, old heads moving around. That's what happens when you follow us on Twitter, folks. Let's hear, from our other right. spon- let's hear from our other sponsor, social media. Not the crap kind run by a robot called Mark Zuckerberg, who just got demonetized on a lot of platforms there. Actual, actual social media called Twitter. If you want to follow us, 
follow us at, at TLF underscore tweets. Get involved. That's right. Yes. And uh, Dave, I've got one other name that keeps popping up on my uh, on my on my Twitter uh, from from uh, recruiters around the world, and it's Timmy Tinkerbell. Uh, oh yes. Now this guy has got a massive portfolio. He's a so he can play any position. Mm. Um, and the he the way he presents himself is pure professional. Well, you can't ask more than yeah, that, really. I don't want to say money where his mouth is because, let's face it, he's a teacher, so he doesn't have much money. But he basically, he can talk the talk and walk the walk, and he still knows how to go out on the weekend and have a good time and not end up in the fucking papers. Oh, hey, I'll take it. An Australian that knows how to have a few beers and not get written up. Wow, I'll take That's that. Right. So you say to Mr. Bell, you say, Mr. Bell, I know you've been teaching PYPX for the last whoo, donkey's years. Can you go in and do me a job in grade one? He'll say yes. He, he might not say, say grade say. one. But I think... <laughs> Anything from three upwards and he's golden. Exactly. Uh, I, wouldn't say, I wouldn't say grade one, but uh, three, three, four, five for, for Tinks and uh, possibly lower secondary, six, seven in, in math science. Unusual game we play here, though. He comes with added value, though, doesn't he? He's coming in well, with if you, if you, extra. He's got a set of steak, steak knives that come. They'll, I'm, sure, I'm sure the club will throw in the steak knife, and that will give you an early learning coordinator. Ooh, hello. An early learning coordinator. Take that. And that very, very dear to our hearts, the early learning coordinator, is, of course... Our previous guest, uh, Danita Bell. No. That's, that's got to be a value-added package there. That's like getting messy and then you get Ronaldo in his back pocket sort of thing there for me. You know? Yeah, well, I, guess, I guess the sweetener on that deal, it's not steak knives really, it's Waterford Crystal, isn't it? Ooh, Waterford Crystal, lovely, lovely. Uh, right, so... Sorry, I will, I will say one other thing. Uh, club here, uh, my current club actually, looks like they're breaking ground on their new design stadium in, in the coming... In, the, in a month or so, and that I'm sure that will attract some some big players in the future to to want to come and. It's an interesting one, and a good and a good segue, if, if I can ever spell segue in the show notes, um, is how how valuable a good training ground and a good good stadium is is to a club. Um, having good design facilities is is massive. Uh, I think we'll have further episodes on on your development of your stadium and and. The past development of mine, which is small, small, small capacity, high quality. I would say we're talking, mm. about, we're talking about local, well, local ground with with high quality pitch. Yes, yeah, high quality pitch. So you 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 saying you you would be with terraces or are you a boutique stadium? We're we're very much terraces here. We're terraces. Yeah, we're very um, <laughs> we're very gra- we're very grassroots here in Sri Lanka. It's it's the way it's done. It's more like a local cricket stadium. Very much terraces, lay your towel out in the lawn, have a few beers, pie shop in the corner, and uh, the picnic pro- ground. The picnic ground, yeah, it's like Lords in the fifty, you know, and um, very, very much high quality stuff, but local atmosphere. That's what we're. That's what we're all yeah. about here. Yeah, I guess. I guess probably what we're going for. We're going for something here. I guess uh, Australian listeners would probably know. We're probably going for something at Adelaide Oval. You know, can cater for the big events, 
but still has the hill for for that casual element. Yeah, we're very much hill sixteen in my uh, in my setup. Apart yes. from the noisy dubs, that is. There's an Irish reference nobody's going to get, but if you know, you know. So we talk about stadiums later in a different uh, different episode, but that's a very much a work in progress um, for us. Moving on to the big players in other parts of the world, we talked about China, we talked about the minnows in in the states. Nobody wants to touch the UK with a ten foot pole at the moment because that's just a raging dumpster dumpster fire of education. Um, if you teach in Ireland, you probably want to set your watch back twenty five years. Um, so let's talk about the the real up, up and coming kind of areas to to transfer to. If you're if you're if you're a free agent at the moment, where are you looking to go? Well, it's interesting. I guess it's a little bit of your the the whole pandemic go home factor too. Um, about where your you know your junior club is, um, mm. but I think there's a lot. Lot of, I guess Southeast Asia uh, has big pull at the moment, um, where you're still in a, uh, an environment that's relatively cheap compared to to Western costs. Um, <clears throat> while some some countries have been smashed by the pandemic, some are coming out of it quite well now and um, beginning to open up again. Like of Thailand good. and Vietnam. Uh, well, they're, they're both interesting. They're, they're both got to Vietnam and Thailand are both smashed. Thailand's opening up again. Vietnam isn't yet. Uh, okay. You've got Cambodia in the middle that was done an amazing job. Uh, there are, you've got Singapore that has done, got smashed, but has done well. You've got Cambodia and Singapore have got massive vaccination rates, which is sort of makes them quite different to the rest of the. Mm. The region you've got Malaysia opening back up again as well. Uh, you've got Indonesia, which um, is still lagging a bit. But the surprise in that Vietnam, people, Vietnam's opening up internally now, um, and some people that have gone there are having a great time there. But it, it has taken sort of three months into the start of the year for them to be allowed out of their house again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's one thing. Um, so I would say Southeast Asia. Uh, is is good, and I would probably say the other one, which would be is good value, is uh, Eastern Europe. Yeah, like Romania, Eastern Europe, where you, yeah, where you've got that that your the location, the, the geographic location, where you've got that ability to travel within Europe, where there's you know a considerable amount of freedoms compared to other places in the world, mm-hmm. but you don't have that financial sting of just basically uh, setting, you know, living costs that are there. So if, if I was on the move, which I'm not because I've only just got here <laughs> to Southeast Asia, uh, if I was on the move from here, I would probably be looking at Eastern Europe. Um, yep. I, I, would, I would love Africa. It's just not quite the area, is it? It's not quite there yet, and I and fortunately, just with the current situation, and uh, I guess the the facilities that are there, it's just not quite there. Caveat to that, though, you've and got it, the old stalwarts of like um, International School of Kenya, Uganda, and IST in 
Dar es Salaam in Tanzania. Tanzania, yeah. yeah. So they're kind of the yeah, that eastern seaboard sort of. Uh, uh, well, not in the same area. Christ, the city area is the size of China, but they're all in the the same region of of sort of old schools that are well established. If you wanted to, that's that's right. And you've got uh, you know this if you wanted to go down to to South Africa as well, but uh, I probably wouldn't at the moment. No. Speaking to South Africans, the situation there is not so good. Yeah. The other one that the other area, and this is. Again, depends on where you're from, because if you're you know, American or Canadian, um, it, it's quite close to home and, and easy to travel as well. Is I'd be looking at Chile, South America. Yeah, another another country, uh, very high vaccination rates there. Um, got smashed a bit, but yeah, all of South America did. So, um, but yeah, done well with their their vaccination um, to be able to open up. And and that's the thing with vaccine. It's, it's not that, yeah, you can't, it's not that you can't catch COVID or you can't transmit COVID, but it does mean there's more chance you won't fucking die of it. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're not going to a mud hut or a tent in the middle of nowhere because the hospitals are, are overrun. You're, you're actually getting some decent treatment and... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, that's it. Like South Africa, South Africa, uh, South America. You have that trade-off between lifestyle and money. The money isn't there yet in South America. I don't think. I think international schools might die before they actually get to be lucrative in South America. But you go there for the lifestyle. You go there for the people. You go there for the the experience, don't you? As you can yeah. testify to. That's it, and yeah, and you go there. So. While, while it's all locked down and stuff, it's like anywhere you go where you, you don't experience it properly. Um, and it'll be interesting for the next little while where people moving around uh, won't get to see maybe what they thought they were going to. Um, you know, I know here in Cambodia it's very different. From a selfish point of view, I think it's fantastic that, there's hardly any tourists here and, yeah. you know, it's not crowded and there's not wankers walking around everywhere. Yeah, but I feel for the local yeah. people that have had their whole livelihoods decimated. Yeah, same here in Sri Lanka. It's like, yes, there's not a lot of hippies trying to find themselves wandering around with compasses, um, but it's great for us to be able to go to quiet beaches, but the locals are suffering for it. So I think it's the same everywhere. I think probably yeah. it's a good year to move. I think it's not a bad one because schools have got their shit together with getting you in under COVID situations because they've done it last year with a few teachers. So if they need to yep. get you in, yeah. So I, and, I, and it's easy to get it's easy to get in too now. Lots of places because because of vaccination rates, quarantine restrictions and requirements have changed. But I think there's going to be I think and like, like we mentioned at the at the top of the show, the the mass movement is from China. And of, I would say, of all those teachers wanting to leave China, I would say 30% are leaving because they want to go home. Mm. 30% are leaving because they want to leave. They've, they've been in China a long time and they, they don't want to sit still any longer. Yep. 
and 30% are leaving because they think where they work is fucking hopeless. Well, you have that change in dynamic in, in a lot of the, the schools in certain countries like China where it's becoming a lot more nationalist, where it's becoming a lot more money-focused. They're not so much looking after the international population. They're looking after themselves. So, it is. And, yeah. and if you're working like like we both do, if you're working in a in schools that are, are str- like strong IV program schools, it, it can be... It can be incredibly frustrating at times when you're getting teacher after teacher that comes in that doesn't have any experience in the program. Because they're cheap. And yeah, and I'm not saying I'm not saying you don't employ anyone that doesn't have experience, but when you've got it, it's easy to bring up to speed, you know, five or six teachers that don't have experience. Yeah, but when you're you when you've got to do you know twenty or thirty, it's 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 not good for staff. It's not good for for those teachers. It's not good for students. So yeah, it's like anything. If you think, if you change the system up, people are going to revert back to what they know best. And if you tell a tell a teacher right, we're changing the system in which you teach in, they might revert back to. Yeah. The way they were taught, which is even worse than maybe where they came from. Maybe they came from a British yeah. system school, which was quite progressive and did lots of cool things. And then you tell them, "Here, here's IB. Here's a statement of inquiry. Here's key concepts. Here's all this." And they go, Whoa! and they go, "Christ, I better go back to chalk and talk just for the moment while I get my bearings." Yeah, and I think, and that's where that's where there's schools around the world that will get some absolute. And I know the rest of the world isn't in such a rush to employ at the moment as China is because China's trying to, you know, they're trying to snap up these teachers as quick as they can. But there are going to be some fucking brilliant teachers looking to leave China and teachers that they have got experience in bloody Cambridge, they've got experience in IB, they've, like, you've got multi-program teachers coming out that, Mm. Can, you know, do A level, yeah. do yeah. So yeah, yeah. So where are these where are these teachers going? So obviously, if you're a, a young or or a, not even young, if you're just a inexperienced international teacher or looking to get into international from an English speaking country like Australia, New Zealand, UK, Ireland, somewhere in Central Europe, maybe South Africa. America, Canada, wherever, where, and, and you're heading to China, where are the Chinese teachers going? Where, where, where are they going? What are the big schools that they should be looking at uh, around Southeast Asia, around Eastern Europe, around the Middle East? Where, where, where would you suggest these, they head out? These teachers leaving, leaving China. Leaving or, China. These experienced teachers. What are the best schools? What are they going for? Uh, look, you're looking at, um, oh, I think, Majority of the the schools in Singapore, although Singapore is a bit different to the rest of Southeast Asia because it's not cheap. Yeah. Um, but you've got some great schools. You've got like NIST in uh, Bangkok. You've got BIS in Bangkok. Yep. Uh, ISP is pretty good. You ha- yes, you've got uh, Ishmik and South Saigon in Ho Chi Minh. Um, yeah. You've got the Australian International School in, in Ho Chi Minh as well, which is quite good. 
even though it's Australian, it's full, uh, it's, it's ID. Mm. Um, there's, uh, or here, I'll, you know, unashamedly oh, plug, 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 my, plug. plug my own school, uh, Northbridge, but you've also got ISPP here, mm. which is a brilliant, brilliant international school. You've got VIS in Vientiane in Laos, which oh, yeah. if you wanted to go to a, a well-established international school that's small and has a beautiful outdoor campus, nice. uh, go there. Although I think the one thing with, with VIS, um, and this isn't their fault, this is purely a... a what do you mean? It, it's, not a, it's not a VIS thing, it's a Lao thing where it can be a little uh, isolating, the city. Uh, purely because where it is, um, so. But that's quite good. I wouldn't go to Myanmar. There were some great schools there, but I wouldn't go there now. Yeah. Um, for obvious reasons. Um, I've got a friend actually working in Myanmar, and he is he has been teaching remotely from the Philippines for the last two years because of the situation. <laughs> Started off with COVID, then a coup, then no flights in. So he's just like. He's chilling on the beach in the Philippines, teaching remotely. He's happy. Well, speaking of, speaking of the Philippines, ISM, great school. Mm, uh, another, yeah. Not, obviously, not our cup of tea, Dave, because it doesn't have NYP, but uh, it's a great school. Yeah, yeah. Um, a couple of Indian schools come to mind, like Oberoi, Oberoi International down in Mumbai. Yes. Pretty good school. Yeah. Um, American School of Bombay. In- not IB, yeah. but still a good school. Yeah, yeah, they're good schools, and a lot of a lot of those schools. It depends on what you're looking for as well. Like, obviously, a big thing for us coming coming here was about getting outdoors again. Um, yeah, and we're wrapped like the campus is all outdoors. It's got massive grass fields. It's got trees everywhere. It's an outdoor campus, um, which is a big difference coming from China, where everything had to be Concrete. everything is basically indoors. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that so, was it for the world outdoors. Like mm. Oberoi, Oberoi's got a, a field, but it's basically a school in a in a high rise. Um, it is, yeah, yeah. And it, it's, it's like a hotel. It's like a hotel. The swimming pool's on the fifth floor. Yeah, <laughs> the basketball court's on the roof. Yeah, yeah. You you work with what you can. Same in Singapore. Sometimes when you get those downtown schools where you go, yeah, like uh, the whole fifth floor is designed, but there's no windows. I won't. I probably wouldn't. I'm not going to mention about Eastern European schools. I don't know enough about them, and mm. you know, I, I, I wouldn't want people to hold us responsible for them taking a job somewhere and say, "Fucking learning factory." Fuckers got me in shit schools. Yeah, uh, so I wouldn't. Um, but uh, yeah, there are there are some good ones, and yeah. you can do your research. Uh, if you want to bank, go to the Middle East. Yep, that's Money's right. Huge. And if, if you're if if you are looking at at moving on or jumping dipping your toe into the into the market, um, a good obviously you do your homework first. International schools review yeah. is um, is a is a good place to go and have a look at schools. Yes, you do get a lot of whinges on there that put on negative stuff. No, and that's where it's important, sort of. You, you read through, like you you, you cross reference schools' websites and what you know what yeah. these reviews are saying as well, and you can look. But that's a good place to start. 
Um, and the good thing about ISR, you can you can read about schools, but you can also read about admin administrators that are at schools and it, it tr- based on schools that they go to. So yeah, um, does does this call walk the walk as well as talk talk on the website? Yeah, you'll see that's right. You'll never have a an admin that's got a shitty review on there. They'll often say that ISR is just a bullshit whinging website. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless, <laughs> unless they're class. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, speak to your search associate as well. This is a thing I just realized a couple of years ago. You can actually email them and go, hey, is this school any fucking good? <laughs> and they'll yeah. go, yeah. yeah. What do you reckon of that Cat Martin Bangkok is? Well, it's not going to happen this year, is it? No, it's not. And and this is the thing. We're, obviously, we're getting no fucking money from search associates for this, but they are good as is Shroll, although Shroll can be a little cumbersome with its mm-hmm. application process. Copy and paste your email. You've got the times. Global Recruitment Collaborative, GRC. Oh, yeah. They which, were very good. Uh, which is good and that's free. Um, that was obviously a group of schools started that uh, basically because they were sick of the costs that recruiting organisations were charging yeah. schools. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's good. Um and then there's also, I uh, forget the name of it because uh, I'm hopeless at my fucking research, uh, is you've got, um, and it's one based primarily for China and the Middle East. Um, mm-hmm. I forget what it's called. And then there's also Teacher Horizons, uh, which is quite good as well. you got TES if you're coming from the UK as well. Yeah. Times Educational Supplement. Uh, it's a bit hit and miss. It mainly goes for English teachers in British curriculum schools, but you get the odd gem. Uh, right, so that's our that's our very ridiculous guide to um, the transfer market, as it is, because everyone's got to put in their their stupid intentions thing by like Christmas or before sometimes. Ours is next week, uh, which is pretty early. And but I think that's yeah, and I think that's what that's what the hardest thing for non international teachers to realise is. You have to fucking effectively resign six months early before. Oh, yeah, yeah, fucking even earlier, right? Yeah, like so, the jobs, the jobs in Ireland come out in June for September start. They're coming out in yeah. September here for September start. So get your so, get your shit in one sock and resign if you're doing it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, make the jump. That's the best thing. We we made the jump. I resigned before I got a job twice. And the second time I got it right, got to work in a really good school. Um, and, and since then, that's been the goal. Just go, make the leap and, and have a go. Um, it's all safe and pensionable with your June, July and August off in Ireland, but it's a bit of crack out here and the beer's cheap. So, <laughs> so that's my two cents on the whole matter. Um, if you do have any experiences good or bad of, of any of this let us know on the on the twitterverse let us know at tlf underscore tweets and make sure to give the old podcast a like or a subscribe best thing you can do is just recommend it to someone so have you heard about these two muppets talking about design talking about education um it's not a lot of wank and blues taxology isn't mentioned once so um yeah we'll uh, Give us a mention and we'd appreciate that. If you have any questions, ideas for future episodes, give us a shout on that as well. But that was Transfer Deadline Day, Movers and Shakers. What's coming up uh, next week? Yeah. 
yes, I, honest to God, uh, this I'm not bullshitting here. We have got an autonomous driving engineer. We had to Google all yeah, those words. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what he was. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's a, it's it's a interesting interesting episode. Oh, it is. It's like so you want to do design but you really want to do design it's like one step on from from jason reagan last week with um uh telling us where careers program can take us this is an actual career in design yes yes and probably one that you you would not be able to do with a careers related program you would have to true have to go and get a degree um yeah so that's that's um coming up next week actual in-depth stuff with some experts rather than us two muppets so that's all Wait, hey, just a thought oh, just a not? thought and you you can add this in you can edit this in wherever you think how cool would it be to have fantasy school where you pick your team every sort of fucking march you pick your team teachers or whatever and then based on the fucking results kids get that's how you get in your points to see oh, who's got fantasy let's fantasy faculty to the next level, right? Fantasy faculty 2.0 coming in season three of, of <laughs> the learning factory where we check what you got in your DP, your average DP score. I'm getting fucking dropped. Brought straight to you away. by Big Brother. Oh, brought to you by Michael Gove of the UK yes, government. Fucking Big Brother and any conservative government around the world that thinks they know how to fucking teach better than the teachers. Yeah. If you didn't get an average of 6.48 amongst your 25 DP students, you'd want your head examined. You're not getting enough points. That's right. Scotty from marketing is not going to be happy with you. Yeah, you're fucking up his poster. He has to put a a decimal point on the averages. (laughs) Fuck, I hate when schools put the, the marks on the website. I couldn't give a shit. I couldn't give a shit. Most of the parents couldn't give a shit. The... The IB definitely won't push it. Anywho, not I, TP. I more look at I more look at the decimal points in the pay scale. <laughs> the comments. <laughs> I'm looking at the comments here. It's all in Sri Lanka rupees. <laughs> I'm a fucking billionaire. Can't buy, can't buy a loaf of bread. Um, yeah, we'll have to do an episode on that as well at some stage. The diploma. We'll just have to tackle the tackle the, the many headed beast that is the diploma. But not today. Yeah. Not today. All right. So that's it from me. That's it from Jesse. Stronger Paul. Happy days. Happy days. You have been listening to The Learning Factory. End of recording. <laughs>